Today is the 10th day of February. Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. So good to be here with you. We have indeed turned the page in the story of our own lives, which means we are here and able to turn the page in the story of the Word of God. Today we are continuing the book of Exodus, chapters 33, 34, 35, and today is the last day in the Evangelical Heritage Version. Exodus chapter 33. The Lord spoke to Moses, Depart, go up from here, you and the people that you have brought up out of the land of Egypt, go up to the land about which I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to your seed. I will send an angel before you, and I will drive out the Canaanites, the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Go up to a land flowing with milk and honey, but I myself will not go up among you, because you are a stiff-necked people, and I would consume you on the way. When the people heard this bad news, they mourned, and none of them put on their jewelry. For the Lord had said to Moses, Tell the people of Israel, You are a stiff-necked people. If I were to go up among you for one moment, I would consume you. Therefore, now take off your jewelry, while I determine what to do to you. So the people of Israel stripped themselves of their jewelry at Mount Horeb. So Moses took a tent and set it up outside the camp, far away from the camp, and he called it the Tent of Meeting. Everyone who was seeking an answer from the Lord would go out to the Tent of Meeting, which was outside the camp. Whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people got up and stood at their tent doors and watched Moses until he had gone into the tent. Whenever Moses entered the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stand at the door of the tent, and the Lord would speak with Moses. All the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the door of the tent, and all the people would rise up and worship all of them at their own tent door. The Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Moses would return again into the camp, but his assistant Joshua, son of Nun, a young man, did not leave the tent. Moses said to the Lord, Look, you yourself have been telling me, Lead this people up, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. So now if I have found favor in your sight, please show me your ways, so that I may know you, so that I may find favor in your sight. Consider that this nation is your people. The Lord said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Moses said to him, If your presence is not going to go with me, do not send us up from here. After all, how would people know that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Isn't it in this way that you go with us, so that we are distinguished, I and your people, from all the people who are on the face of the earth? The Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have said, for you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. Then Moses said, Please show me your glory. The Lord said, I will make all my goodness pass in front of you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord in your presence. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will show mercy to whom I will show mercy. He said, you cannot see my face, for no human may see me and live. The Lord also said, Look, there is a place next to me 
for you shall stand on the rock. It will happen that while my glory passes by, I will put you in a crevice in the rock. I will cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take away my hand, and you will see my back, but my face will not be seen. The Lord said to Moses, Cut out two stone tablets like the first ones. On these tablets I will write the same words that were on the first tablets, which you broke. Be ready by morning, and come up to Mount Sinai in the morning. Present yourself to me there on top of the mountain. No one may come up with you. In fact, no person is to be seen anywhere on the entire mountain. Do not even let the flocks or herds graze in front of that mountain. Moses cut out two stone tablets like the first ones. Moses got up early in the morning and went up to Mount Sinai, as the Lord had commanded him, and he carried the two stone tablets in his hand. The Lord came down in the cloud. He took his stand there with Moses and proclaimed the name of the Lord. The Lord passed by in front of him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger and overflowing with mercy and truth, maintaining mercy for thousands, forgiving guilt and rebellion and sin. He will by no means clear the guilty. He calls their children and their children's children to account for the guilt of the fathers, even to the third and the fourth generation. Moses quickly bowed to the ground and worshipped. He said, If I have now found favor in your sight, Lord, please let the Lord go along with us. Although this is a stiff-necked people, pardon our guilt and our sin and accept us as your possession. The Lord said, See, I am making a covenant in the presence of all your people. I will do marvelous things such as have never been created anywhere on earth or in any nation. So all the people who are around you will see the work of the Lord. For it is an awe-inspiring thing that I will do for you. Observe what I command you this day. Watch me as I drive out the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Be careful that you do not make a treaty with the inhabitants of the land to which you are going, or it will be a trap in your midst. But you must break down their altars and smash their sacred memorial stones to pieces and you must cut down their Asherah poles. So you must worship no other god. For the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous god. Do not make a treaty with the inhabitants of the land so that they can prostitute themselves to their gods and sacrifice to their gods. If you do, they will invite you to eat their sacrifices and they will invite you to take their daughters as wives for your sons and their daughters will prostitute themselves and make your sons prostitute themselves to their gods. You shall not make any idols for yourselves. You shall observe the festival of unleavened bread. For seven days you are to eat bread without yeast, as I commanded you. Eat it at the time appointed in the month of Abib, because you came out of Egypt in the month of Abib. The firstborn of every mother is mine. The firstborn from all your male livestock, the firstborn of cattle and sheep, the firstborn of a donkey, you may redeem with a lamb, but if you do not want to redeem it, then you must break its neck. All the firstborn of your sons you must redeem. No one shall appear before me empty-handed. Six days you shall work, but on the seventh day you must rest. Even in the plowing time and in the harvest you must rest. You are to observe the festival of weeks, 
with the first ripe produce from the wheat harvest. Observe the festival of ingathering at the year's end. Three times a year, all your males are to appear before God the Lord, the God of Israel, because I will drive out nations before you and expand your borders. No one will covet your land when you go up to be in the presence of the Lord, your God, three times a year. You shall not offer leavened bread along with the blood of my sacrifices. Nothing from the sacrifice of the festival of the Passover is to be left over until morning. You are to bring the best of the first fruits from your soil to the house of the Lord your God. You shall not boil a baby goat in its mother's milk. And the Lord said to Moses, Write these words for yourself, for these are the words with which I have made a covenant with you and with Israel. Moses was there with the Lord forty days and forty nights. He did not eat any bread or drink any water. He wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand as he came down from the mountain, Moses did not realize that the skin of his face was shining because he had been speaking with the Lord. When Aaron and all the people of Israel saw Moses, they were amazed that the skin of his face was shining, so they were afraid to come close to him. Moses called to them, so Aaron and all the rulers of the community returned to him, and Moses spoke with them. Afterward, all the people of Israel came close to him, and he gave them all of the commands that the Lord had spoken to him on Mount Sinai. When Moses was finished speaking with them, he put a veil over his face. But whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he would take the veil off until he came out again. Then he would come out and tell the people of Israel what he had been commanded. Whenever the people of Israel saw Moses' face, they would see that the skin of Moses' face was shining. Then Moses would put the veil on his face again until he went in to speak with the Lord again. Moses assembled the whole community of the people of Israel and told them, These are the things with which the Lord has commanded you to do. On six days work may be done, but the seventh day shall be a holy day for you, a Sabbath of complete rest to the Lord. Whoever does any work on that day must be put to death. You must not even light a fire in any of your dwellings on the Sabbath day. Moses spoke to the whole community of the people of Israel. He told them what the Lord commanded. From what you possess, gather a special offering for the Lord. Whoever has a willing heart, let him bring these things as the Lord's offering. Gold, silver, and bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet material, fine linen, goat's hair, ram's skins dyed red, and the hides of sea cows, acacia wood, olive oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil and for the fragrant incense, onyx stones and stones to be mounted on the special vest and on the chest pouch. Let every skilled craftsman among you come and make everything that the Lord has commanded, the dwelling, its tent, and its outer coverings, its clasps, its framework, its crossbars, its posts, and its socket bases, the ark and its poles, the atonement seat, the special veil that hides it, the table with its poles, all its vessels and accessories, and the bread of the presence, also the lampstand for the light, with its utensils, its lamps, and the oil for the light, and the altar for incense with its poles, the anointing oil, the fragrant incense, 
the screen for the door at the entrance to the tent, the altar for burnt offerings with its bronze grate, its poles, and all its utensils, the basin and its pedestal, the hangings for the courtyard, its posts, their socket bases, and the screen for the gate of the courtyard, the stakes for the tent, the stakes for the courtyard, and their ropes, the finely woven garments for ministering in the holy place, the holy garments for Aaron the priest, and the garments for his sons to minister in the priest's office. So the whole community of Israel departed from the presence of Moses. Then everyone whose heart moved him, and everyone whose spirit was willing came back and brought offerings to the Lord for the construction of the tent of meeting, and for all the things to be used in its services, and for the holy garments. They came back, both men and women, all those whose hearts were willing. They brought brooches, earrings, signet rings, armlets, and all kinds of gold jewelry. Every person who came presented a wave offering of gold to the Lord. Everyone who had blue, purple, and scarlet material, fine linen, goat's hair, ram skins dyed red, and hides of sea cows brought them. Everyone who presented an offering of silver and bronze brought it as the Lord's special offering, and everyone who had acacia wood for any use in the project brought it. All the women who were skilled spun thread with their hands and brought what they had spun, the blue, the purple, and the scarlet material, and the fine linen. All the women who were willing and skillful spun the goat's hair. The tribal leaders brought the onyx stones and the stones to be mounted on the vest and the pouch, also the spices and the olive oil for the light, for the anointing oil, and for the fragrant incense. The people of Israel brought a voluntary offering to the Lord. Every man and woman whose heart was willing contributed to all the work which the Lord had commanded Moses to do. Moses said to the people of Israel, See, see, the Lord has called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, from the tribe of Judah. He has filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, understanding, knowledge, and skill in all kinds of crafts. He has the ability to create designs and to work in gold, silver, and bronze. He can cut and engrave precious stones for mounting and can carve wood. He works skillfully in all kinds of crafts. The Lord also put into his heart the ability to teach others, both he and Ohiliab, son of Ahesamach, from the tribe of Dan. He has filled them with skill to work in all kinds of crafts, designing, embroidering in blue, purple, and scarlet, working with fine linen, and weaving all kinds of workmanship and designing. Jesus, we thank you for this time together in your word. Thank you for meeting with us this week. Thank you for all that you've said to us, all that you've spoken to us, all that you've done within us and started to stir up in us the discomfort of the things that we relate to and identify with because they are things that we have sat with unchanged for far too long. And so I thank you for this time, this space, and we let go of all that we cannot take with us into the newness of a brand new day, a brand new week as we turn the page and we graciously, humbly embrace the things that you long to continue to do in our hearts and in our lives through your words. We love you. We worship you. We pray this now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
Amen. It's been my joy and my privilege to be here and been a part of your week in some capacity to read the Word of God in this space and in this time. Let's do it again starting tomorrow, shall we? Until then, I'm Jill. Love one another. Hello, D-A-B, Steve. Yes, one of my quad of B.C. Psalms and Proverbs. All right, this is Chicago Peg, and I'm calling in to pray for some of our dabbers, whom I love so much. And I'm lifting up Turnin, Texas. I believe, and please forgive me if I said your name improperly. I thought I heard it as Turna in Texas. Uh, the parents that are in your network, like very close friends in your network, whom are all parents who have lost their children in the past year. Yes, each of these six names that you lifted up and I will lift to the Lord have lost sons in the past year. And Turner, yes, we, your DABC family, we lift up each of these names that the Father will Oh, yes, bring his shalom peace and his comfort and his healing mercies, physical, emotional, and spiritual healing. In Texas, your friends, Shannon, Lori, Saber, Debra, Libby, and Annette, lifting each of these names to you, Abba Bat Shemaim, in the healing, gracious, merciful name of Jesus. And I pray also with Duncan Holmes, Piano Man, yeah, back from your tour. Um, so praise God and your praise report. But you are asking, Duncan is asking for prayer for his brother Bill, who does not know the Lord. He's in the hospital in the D.C. area in ICU, feeding tube on oxygen. So let us lift up Bill. And also, Unashamed in Pennsylvania, Hello, Dad family. I've been listening to um, Daily Audio Bible for about two and a half years. This is Splendor from Gettysburg. I recently posted a prayer request for my daughter, April, and her son, Hunter. He's one year old. Um, Hunter was removed from the house last Friday uh, on unfair allegations that um, April is not a fit mother for her own child. Um, this happened in Delaware State. Um, and April lives here in Pennsylvania. So we're absolutely um, just speechless. We don't even know what's going on or anything about the um, the law. So we're just praying, 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 and every day petitioning the Lord to um, help us. Uh, her ex-boyfriend um, was um, uh, not a nice person. He's actually her it was a toxic relationship and so um what happened then was she actually she ended up leaving him and her ex-boyfriend convinced his own father to take guardianship of hunter um which again we're just we're just shocked um we don't even know what to do so if y'all could just please pray and um she just wants her baby back in her arms so so uh, we just need your prayers thank you so much have a great day. Bye-bye. Good morning, Dobsey family. This is Stephanie calling from my little homestead in central Arizona. I'm calling to ask for prayer that Satan be rebuked from my household and my family. 
About eight years ago, my husband and I started a foster care journey and soon after adopted the children that we had been placed with. My children have been with us for many years, but since starting our foster care and adoption journey, Satan has really tried to make his way into our family by attacking our finances, our jobs, our emotions, our relationships, our marriage. And we have done a great job of continuing to rebuke him and keeping him out of our lives. But as circumstances get harder, Satan pushes harder. Our boys struggle with emotional and behavioral needs as well as educational needs. A few years ago, I had to quit my job to homeschool the kiddos. And even though it has been a blessing for them, it has struck us pretty hard financially. They are getting better. They have started some therapies that are really helping and they are starting to thrive. But about two months ago, we took emergency custody of my niece and nephew. And since taking emergency custody of my niece and nephew, my children are having a little bit of an adjustment difficulty, as are my niece and nephew. And Satan is really using this as an opportunity to try and enter again. We are struggling again financially, trying to feed two more kiddos. They did not come through foster care, so there is no financial help. And we are also struggling with the arguments that occur daily in the house. I just ask that you lift our family up, that we can have some peace in the home, and that all of these kids could begin to thrive. Thank you, Dabsey family. I hope you have a great Monday. Hello, this is Mandy. I am from Tennessee. I probably called in two years ago. Um, I have discovered some awful things about my 13-year-old daughter and some of her friends, um, some things they have been getting into when they were not in my supervision, when they were at her father's house. Um, this has been going on for a few weeks and had been hidden from me. Um, very grown-up things that 13-year-old girls do not need to be involved with, and it has been very heartbreaking to me. Um, I would request a prayer for my daughter, Miley, um, I just pray for her heart. She's hurting, and she's finding outlets that are very, very unhealthy. Um, I'm looking into finding her some um, therapy, some help. Um, the whole family's on board, and we're we're going to get this under control. But it's just been very heartbreaking to my mama heart, and um, I just want y'all's prayers, please. Thank you so much. Salutations, my Dab C family. It's his little songbird from Alberta, Canada. And I'm coming to you this morning with an old family friend that I had lost contact with for over 35 years. Uh, I, he, he contacted me last night out of nowhere and um, we need to hold him up to the Lord. God, he, Mac Williams was near death years ago, and the Lord saved him from that. And ever since then, he has had it rough, really rough. Satan has been attacking him up, down, and sideways. Mac has seen some really bad things, apparently, and he doesn't feel that he is worth saving he doesn't feel like God cares he like he feels like God has walked just threw up his hands and walked away from him um, 
And of course, I was trying to encourage him that, no, that's, that's, you know that's not what, what the word says. But Satan has got his mind so twisted. This poor young man, he just feels so hopeless, so worthless. My heart breaks for him. So would you please join me in lifting up Mac Williams? Thank you very much. I, I really appreciate it. I love you. God loves you more.